Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful, wonderful Friday. We, we also have Tim O'Connor on as Tim well. Tim O'Connor, I am live in Ulster County, the beautiful Boyceville, New York. I'm on site at the Bread Alone Project where we are getting some work done, but I couldn't do a live show yesterday, so I just feel like I had to be here for you today, Kevin. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it, and I know the listeners appreciate it, too. So, and I, you know, I would say, like, we're, we're not live on, on social media right now because my computer decided to give me some trouble. So, folks, it's only you. It's us here on the radio on WYSL and rebroadcasting on WACK. That's the only place where you can listen to a free solution today until I figure out the technical difficulties. <laughs> Tim and I are both just struggling with uh, technology today. It's fine. It's fine. You're so, and you're, you're so much better at it than I am, but we, we will get ever more proficient at it because it is important to offer our views every place we can. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. Like I said, we'll, we'll get there. It's going to be good. We're going to figure it out. All right. So so anyway, uh, you know, I go ahead. No, I hope I hope you figure it out because then at least you can pass along that knowledge to me. I mean, good luck with that. I, you know, I, I'm not sure I've gotten it figured out. But you know, once I do, I will pretend like I figured it out and have the confidence that I've had this all along. That's that's the goal. That's uh, it's <laughs> eventually how I'll work this. All right. So, so anywho, I know we have a few things that uh, you know we needed to talk about today. Uh, uh, Tim, where do you want to start? Well, I, I heard you talking about solar power the other day, and I think that I'd kind of like to do a little bit about nuclear energy versus solar power, and what's coming in the future for society, and, and a way to decentralize the grid, and and all of those actually good things that. The, the world is working on that. I, I actually kind of support, you know, moving away from fossil fuels as a primary electricity generator. I, I think it's probably overall a really good thing. I think decentralizing the power grid is an incredible thing, okay? I think that that is absolutely fantastic. It makes us less vulnerable to attacks from outside agencies. It makes us less vulnerable to major storms like in my small area, there was a blackout in New York City, and I live in Cooperstown, right? But the the transmission lines were somehow connected. So New York City's out of power. Upstate New York is out of power. And if we decentralize the power grid, we're going to have a lot more sources of energy all over the place. You know, that's that's a, a great point uh, on, on that type of stuff. But decentralizing power grid so it's not dependent on, like, if one thing fails, then, like, massive you know, numbers of people are going to be without power. And we're seeing some of that, you know, we, we saw some of that even uh, in Texas and California in the last year too. So, you know, what, what are, what are some of the, like the cutting edge ways to do that? Like, and let's, let's find some stuff where we can agree on things, right? Yeah. Well, let's start with, with things that we agree on. 
the fears from nuclear technology have been drastically overblown for decades. It has prevented a, a process of innovation going through our legislature that's frankly embarrassing, okay? We have scientists that can prove and demonstrate and generate power safely, effectively with nuclear fission technology, thorium salt reactors. And so I think that that conversation needs to be had, but people are so reactive in today's day and age, right, that they don't want to have that conversation. No one wants a nuclear reactor in their backyard, but a thorium salt reactor could fit in your backyard and power your entire neighborhood and boil maple syrup while you want it, while you're at it. I, I totally have a small nuclear – like if I get a small modular reactor in my backyard and have the government like not come after me for it, I, I'd do it. I know. Maybe, maybe weird. But I mean I, I also like – not that I like totally understand this stuff, but I've read it now for like, oh, actually this is pretty safe. It has, you know uh, – you know, uh, ways of of uh, stopping the reaction that are mechanical and not electronic, so they're automatic. As soon as they they click over a certain threshold, it drops the uh, uh, the rods in and stops the reaction. So, like, there, there there's cool stuff that that's going on 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 a small scale, um, and and just kind of overall on like the nuclear technology thing too. Uh, like the the big misunderstanding is is how much waste is produced uh how dangerous previous accidents were what the long-term consequences are you know i remember i was i was in berlin in uh 2011 i was a student over there at the time when the uh fukushima thing happened right okay and and, and immediately after that it was a big deal right And, and particularly in germany because germany was uh they they had a lot of nuclear power at the time um and and they they want to be carbon free and and nuclear power is a great way to produce you know electricity without huge carbon output uh, at scale right in a way that uh, right. solar and wind have a little bit more trouble with now not not bashing them all the way we won't trash talk it too much yet yeah. but well, listen I'm gonna you know I am gonna advocate for solar power right now but we I wanted I want everyone to know that. Again, like I, I think I want to emphasize that the fears about nuclear power appear to me, and, and I read a lot of stuff and I check out a lot of issues. I, like the fears from nuclear power seem to be overblown, and we're missing out on transitioning away from fossil fuels, if that's in fact the case. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, get back to the Berlin thing. Right after the the Fukushima thing happened, there's all these protests that happened all around Berlin. When I was visiting other cities and in Germany too, there's this whole nuclear nine danke uh, thing going on, right? And, uh, you know, they're like, well, we can't do nuclear anymore. So they started decommissioning all of their nuclear plants after that. But immediately following that, they realized that they weren't capable of scaling up their solar and wind power sufficiently to provide all of Germany's uh, electricity needs, all their power needs. So what did they do? They went back to coal. Air pollution went up. Their carbon output went up by, like, an enormous amount over the last 10 years because they moved away from nuclear because they're so freaked out by the Fukushima thing where – Literally, no one died from uh, yeah. radiation. What? What are we? What are we talking about? Like, as far as we should have some readily available data on the downsides of, of what parts of Japan were destroyed by the Fukushima thing, not by the tidal wave, because that's an entirely different issue, right? The disaster of Fukushima was caused by a tidal wave, right? But the tidal wave did massive amounts of destruction all all over the, I think, northern part of J- Japan. But what? was the problems created by the nuclear power plants getting, you know, wrecked by the tidal wave. What happened? 
to be honest, it was pretty small. There wasn't all the contamination was contained. Um, you know, the the workers were exposed to a bit of radiation, but like long term, it seems like they are fine. They, they actually, the more dangerous thing is when they had to move medically vulnerable people because they're worried about the uh, the the nuclear power plant causing bigger problems. Is that people end up dying because of that? But like the long term consequences, there's no like. I know people are like, oh, my goodness, there's radiation in, or, or, like, uranium in the ocean now. Like, guys, there's already uranium in the ocean. Like, it just, it's, it's just there. It's there. I mean, uranium is, is in a lot of places. All over upstate New York, central, central New York, there's uranium radon kind of stuff going on where people um, install mitigation for uh, basically radon, a gas that's released by decaying nuclear products. There's ways to mitigate it. And so I, I think that... We have to present these things, and guys like you and I have this obligation because our brains are less reactive than everyone else's, Kevin. It's a, it's a natural thing. Some people are just simply less reactive, and we have to somehow find a way to share that ability to be less reactive with the rest of humanity, right? Because when people are protesting nuclear power because a tidal wave took out a nuclear power plant without even knowing, and then the government responds to that panic by decommissioning and raising carbon output, you know, we have an agreement, even if I don't necessarily think global warming is as bad as they're saying, we have an agreement that carbon, man-made carbon output could be decreased. It will increase the quality of life. So let's let's go with that. Let's figure that out. And let's travel down that road safely, non-reactively. And, and you know, how do, we, how do we spread that message to people, Kevin, besides this radio show? How do we convince people that to be less reactive? I mean, it's it's about educating people and, and getting people to understand what's happening, right? Like, again, particularly, like, I, I find like a lot of conservatives are, are generally pro nuclear power, like usually not for like a global warming reason, but just because like again, it provides power at scale. But but the but the the lefties, the environmentalists, a lot of times they're they're the ones who like are an issue here. They want to invest all this money in, in solar and wind, which is like fine, but like those aren't the only solutions. Those aren't scalable everywhere right and and they can't provide like reliable power in some situations right and again I, I'm, yeah. I'm not anti those things i'm just saying like nuclear power is, is a bit more reliable so what ends up happening is if you shun nuclear power you go back to natural gas and coal because those tend to be more reliable in uh rough situations yeah so for, for those of you out there joining us on WATK and WENY today Generation 4 nuclear, pop it into Google, check out thorium salt reactors. It should be the wave of the future, and I think we need to take a look at that. Absolutely. All right, so thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim O'Connor by phone today, and we're going to get to some comments online too. I see your comment, Doreen. We'll read that when we come back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe 
safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today, joined by co-host Tim O'Connor. We're talking hey, power today. Yeah. But but like actual electricity, not the political power, not just the political power that we're normally talking about. We're talking about electrical power today. We're talking about nuclear. We're talking about educating people about uh you know, different forms of power, too. And we did hear a comment from Doreen, too. It says, we need to advocate for these large dairy farms to have methane digesters and electric gen- uh, generation. Uh, genif- I, uh, genification? I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with genification, but uh, generation. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can tell you a little bit about the methane systems. They, it's a technology that exists, right? And basically, you have cows. One of the big complaints about cows is that they generate a lot of methane. Methane actually can be burned to produce electricity and heat, right? So it's, it's a lot like pro, propane. It needs to be a little bit um, processed before it can actually be used. But the, but the systems are, are the technologies available to collect methane and power a farm, and that is a great idea. It, it kills two birds with one stone. Methane's a pretty naturally occurring. We, we all produce some methane. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> but cows have a tendency, obviously, because they're uh, – accumulated in one spot to produce pockets of methane. So we can take that methane, harvest it, and use it to power a farm, use it to probably power something larger than a farm, little communities and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a great idea and one more way of efficiently and, you know, decentralizing these issues with power distribution. Um, Methane, I think methane is a decent product. Basically, there's almost a pushback against cows because they produce methane, and I guess almost isn't the right word. There's a pushback against cows because of how much methane they produce. And I, while, again, I'll go to those, those concerns in my mind are somewhat overblown, this is still a good way for, for the world to move forward, efficient use of our natural resources. And methane is available all over the place. Yeah, why not? And, and um, well, a couple points on that too, right? Like, so methane is like in terms of like uh, what a greenhouse gas actually is. Methane is actually way more um, uh, intense about keeping heat in the atmosphere than uh, carbon dioxide is. So that that's one thing to consider. You don't want to release a bunch, but if you're burning the methane and you know converting that to heat and energy and water and uh, CO two, well, that's less impactful on the environment, right? And and Doreen points yeah. out. Uh, methane can be captured by solid waste too, right? So you get these like you know waste digesters and and you know a, a whole bunch of different stuff put together. You generate some biogas from that, and you're able yeah. to burn it. Which is interestingly enough how a lot of streets used to be lit, but it was you know with human waste and methane. <laughs> using yeah, that well, for I think that may be what what Doreen's referring to because you know populated urban areas have systems where you know human waste gets collected put into big tanks, digested, that process itself gives off a pretty fair amount of methane. You could collect it there as well. Um, so, yeah, and we used to, he, it, it, I like your point about 
using methane and converting it to carbon dioxide because carbon dioxide is less of a, a greenhouse gas than methane is. And so all of that stuff makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Use up the muscle you can. And again, like to me, like I'm not, and I'm going to get to a comment from Ken Williams here in a second, but, uh, you know, I'm not like an anti-carbon zealot. Like I get like using oil, using carbon-based sources of energy has brought enormous wealth to mankind. There's like, there's so much energy concentration in that stuff. You know, right. let's, let's use everything that we can. And again, I think nuclear is part of that. Solar is part of that. That's great. You know, like let's like cleaner, more efficient uh, forms of fuel and continue to advance mankind, but don't use public policy to limit our potential or, or worse, you know, cut off the potential of developing nations who are going to be reliant on, you know, uh, uh, carbon intense energy for a while as they de- continue to develop to, to uh, heat their homes, to power their, their cities. Don't, don't cut that off because that, traps people in poverty we, we need to continue using those while we can and then leap to the next thing which again i think yeah. nuclear is part of that and a whole bunch of other stuff is part of that too so yeah when i was traveling down that generation four nuclear wormhole and and i i know I, let's get to ken's comment in just a second i want to talk about in developing countries in indonesia and africa right they have boats parked a few miles offshore with nuclear reactors on them powering development in areas on along the coastline um so it's being used. It's just not being used as effectively in the United States because of our reactionary nature. Uh, but it's being used throughout the world right now, this this Gen 4 nuclear stuff that we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's going to be that's going to be really cool as it, as it continues to develop. But like in other places, like uh, it was it like the thorium salt reactors that what that was. I believe it is, yeah. And they have Which, some of those, like yeah. That it's automatic, mechanical. If it hits a certain tolerance, it automatically shuts off. Drops a rod right out of the reacting salt. Done. Shuts off. Yeah. It's over. It's so, so you can't get mechanism. the... Go ahead. Sorry, what? Oh, it's, it's hard to get, like, some of the, the, the meltdown type of stuff that was caused by mistakes and bad testing. People always want to bring up Chernobyl and whatnot, you know, in terms of, like, right. oh, like, all this nuclear power. But, like, half of that was, like... A stupid test that wasn't communicated, and the other half of that was communists trying to like save face and not be embarrassed yeah. uh, and lose political power. So they made the situation so much worse because their political system is worse. It's not because the technology itself is bad. I mean, they they had flaws in their technology, but that that wasn't the main issue there. That's one of the things I hate about communism. Really, like, there's so much to hate about it, but you can't trust their the political messaging that comes out of the power structure in communist countries. You can never trust it. You've never been able to trust it. And guess what, guys? You still can't trust it. We can't trust Vladimir Putin to give us better messaging than even Joe Biden, as much as we may not like him, or maybe some of us do, and that's fine. But we can't trust Vladimir Putin more than we trust Joe Biden, or Anybody. President Xi is Xi and over in China, you know, like that. Don't, yeah. yeah, which we've talked about, like the Wuhan lab leak stuff and all that. Um, all right, yeah. so, so let me do, get to his comment because I, I know he's been sitting there for a while. Uh, uh, Ken says, uh, green lies far more dangerous to mankind. Al Gore, scientists, they had man was heading for extinction if we didn't uh, stop burning fossil fuel. Um, and he's saying, like, it, it saved the earth. Fact check this. All right, and and Ken, yeah. you know, I I kind of like made that point in a in a sense that, yeah, like being able to access the high energy density of of fossil fuels has 
led to massive leaps in advancement for us. Absolutely. And that's great. Absolutely. And, and you know, acknowledging that, I, I think, is an important part of our history and technological advancement. Again, I would love to see batteries get to a place where, like, they have the energy density to be able to replace fossil fuels so we can have electric planes. That would be very cool. We're not there yet. You know, but right. I think most of us would agree being able to fly places is still pretty great. It's useful for a whole bunch of reasons. But the, the green zealots who are like, no, we, we have to, to stop doing that type of stuff. We have to but because the, the, like the Extinction Rebellion type of folks who want to shut down yeah. like any sort of technological advancement um, right. and, and kind of freeze it. us in time. No, right. we can't. it's not tenable. It's not tenable, and it would be no fun for our kids, bro. You know, let's be honest. Their their life would stay the same and, and actually travel backwards from where ours has. And I enjoy the technological advancements that I've experienced in my life, you know? Um, so I do want to talk about this Bread Alone project that I'm on, guys. It's a solar panel project. Um, Bread Alone is... It, down in Ulster County, Bread Alone is this huge five-location operation, and they make organic bread, and they make they have a great menu to go along with their bread, and it's just a fantastic operation. Um, bread Alone is famous in my area. It's probably famous almost all the way out to your area, Kevin. Um, but what they're doing is trying to go carbon neutral. They have a, a big facility that they're building, and we're putting solar panels on their roof. Now, I don't have any problem with private businesses putting up solar panels wherever they want to as long as, you know, it fits the zoning, which, God, don't even get me started on zoning, guys. But as long as it fits, you know, the, the atmosphere that they're trying to work with. What do you think about that? I mean, that, that's great. You know, like if business wants to do that, again, it's not, a, a, you know, a big government project. It's not, again, like my, my worry about solar generally isn't people putting it on their homes because I would absolutely get, solar panels on my home, get a battery, you know, try to be like independent of the grid if I could. I, I think that's great and that, that's an awesome thing to do. Uh, my, my worry is when solar tries to be built at scale in places like very cloudy upstate New York, that it can't provide by itself enough energy to power our cities reliably with the amount of land space that would require. We, we'd end up having to tear down a bunch of forests to make it work. Now I have a problem with it on whole, just... I don't think it could work at the scale they want. All right, so we got to go to break, though. Uh, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, we're going to be back, me and Tim, in a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by co-host Tim O'Connor, who is on the phone with us. I think from you are yeah, okay, I'm here good. from <laughs> Boyceville, New York. It's it's a wonderful thing. And hey, I want to uh, give a shout out to our friend, our mutual friend, Larry Sharp, who also does this show with us on Tuesdays. He's been doing this intimate little gig on Thursday nights. Instead of doing his live broadcast on Facebook, he's been occupying space on Spotify in the green, what's called the Green Room app on Spotify. And we spent a good hour last night hashing out all of this Olympic controversy. I don't know if you want to travel down into that today, but there seems oh, no, to you're, be... Yeah, you're going to pull the pin on that grenade, huh? All right, go ahead. Go, no, we're, we're there. Done. We're doing We're it. there. Well, it seems to be that the Olympics have just co-opted the wokeness culture, and it, the, we're handing out gold medals for being offended or upset anymore. I don't know. <laughs> you think that's too broad of a generalist? Am I painting with too broad of a brush when I say that? I think if they handed out gold medals about who got the most offended and upset, it would be really, really tough between progressives and conservatives. I don't know. Everyone's triggered. It's it's y'all a bunch of whiners. Sorry. No, I, I think that's a good statement. Now, I, I don't think they were going to reach people by calling them whiners, but I think at no, some point— I know. I'm being, I'm being a little bit mean. <laughs> yeah, but No, but I think it's also fair, Kevin. I'm not—like— I'm not knocking you. I'm, I I want to reach those people with open arms in a way, right? I want them all to say, you know what would be better? Slightly less government and slightly slightly less reaction to everything. Less less force-filled guidance of our emotion by the mainstream media. I think all of those things would be great. But take a look at the Olympics, man. It used to be the pinnacle of athletic success, and that's who we revered and respected. And now we're talking about people who are having – uh, Simone Biles, right? She's kind of had a temper tantrum. I, there's there's two issues with her. One, she took took didn't compete because she's having mental health issues, and two, she couldn't get scored fairly because she's literally too good. So two things yeah. happened in there. Like how, how do we how do we reconcile that, and how do we craft a message to the world about that? So no, so you know, like w- w- with that whole situation. Yeah, I, I think she is in a tough situation. Like, if you, if you were in the Olympics and like you apparently got told that like you're going to be graded on a different curve than everyone else because you're too good, like, man, that's got to be incredibly frustrating. And then if you're if you're in a bad headspace doing a team thing, you know, trying trying to make the decision like, and this is this is me being like really generous to her, but trying to make the decision to like, if you're in a bad bad enough headspace, you think it's going to hurt the whole team to to pull yourself out is tough. Again, but I, but I do get frustrated with like, well, if you're in a bad headspace, you're 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 having a bad mental health day, you know. Like, I I would like to see like, well, what comes next, right? And I and I get that she's she's a person who needs to figure that stuff out, but like, 
when we think about the Olympics, we think of, of people overcoming that stuff. And, you know, and, and so I, I hope that Simone Biles uh, has, has a great comeback from this moment. Yeah, but it, her opportunity to come back is four years away, right? So much yeah. can happen in four years. We don't even, you know, I, I feel bad for her. Um, I do like I do like to point out when we talk about the Olympics that that my understanding of history dictates that the Olympics were part of the like Greek ancient Greek civilization where they transitioned from warring states to a nation state system and and instead of celebrating you know basically butchering each other they celebrated peak athletic performance and and. So at the very heart of our civilization, going back thousands of years, is, is this notion that competing in sports is better than killing each other. And and that's one of the things that I will always love about the Olympics. Certainly think it's a nice idea. Those high-minded ideals, right? You know, not not always working out perfectly, obviously, but, you know, that the high-minded ideals, like you can compete on this level. I mean, do, do you... It's funny because, like, you speak. You, you talked about like how like the Olympics getting taken over by woke culture. You know, part of like what I've heard about this is like people are getting frustrated with nationalism there, and and you know, not wanting to to celebrate like the nation state and all the flag worship and all that stuff uh, at the Olympics. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I'm a, I'm a I'm a libertarian for sure, through and through. But there is a piece of me that that buys into the notion of American exceptionalism. And that is going to offend some libertarians. It's going to offend a lot of progressives. And, but a lot of conservatives are going to kind of agree with me. Um, but I do like the fact that the U.S. was born of a constitution, that the U.S. was born of rejecting taxation without representation, which we could, as a libertarian, I'm like, no, just, just reject taxation. We'll come up with other ways, you know, um, to, to finance these projects that these programs you know so i do kind of like really want to argue for the concept of american exceptionalism and how we've come so far so fast uh freeing ourselves from an oppressive monarchy because that's that's i guess where i want to go with that what do you think no heck yeah you know i i agree with you like i uh i did i did my nice like fourth of july rants you know uh earlier this month right where i talked about that stuff i still i still think that that's worth celebrating in a lot of ways and and i do get you know again i'm not really big on nationalism but i do get a lot of frustrated where people think start talking about the american flag and like oh well that only represents the negative stuff about america and like there's nothing redeeming about it and that's nonsense and you're not looking at like the entirety of history like you're only focusing on the negative aspects and not like the huge advancements for human liberty that have been unique to the united states that i think are still worth calling out and celebrating in their own right too you can take the good with the bad yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, have we made mistakes? Sure. Uh, what what mistakes have we made? One of the biggest ones is occasionally and all too often, I guess I should say, we grant the government itself too much power to make decisions for everyday life. And now we now we look at the the government as a redress to safety, like individual safety is now has become the government's primary focus. And I don't think that serves our community very well i'm a big fan of of them communicating information appropriately and and telling us when and what to be cautious about but when they start 
answering every nanny kind of question, I, that's where I get really frustrated. And that's how we grant them too much power. And when the government has too much power, that's when the bad things happen. That's when the bad things have happened in history, right? And anything you want to look at where, the, where we want to complain about a horrible event, it, in fact, almost always goes to the government granting certain people too much power. Does, does that make sense? No, it, Tim, it does make sense, well, at least to me, right? You know, I, I don't know if, like, right. I, I don't know if everyone's going to agree with you. And, like, some people are like, yeah, no, we got we to gotta get the government to fix everything. It's great. And, and I, yeah. listen, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't dislike you. I still love you guys, the, the people who think that way. You're, you're just super wrong, and you're hurting people because of it. So, like, you, you need to get with Tim on this and, and figure every, out that giving too much power. Law, yeah. Every law you make, is a tool for someone who doesn't like you when they get in power, okay? So when I see Trump making executive order and I see Biden making executive orders and I saw Obama stepping up the pace, all of these guys throughout time here, going back to George Bush, have stepped up the pace of making executive orders. That is centralization, that's centralization of power. And honestly, that terrifies me more than anything else. We have a, a complacent legislature who, who doesn't push back against these ex- executive orders fast enough, hard enough, or strong enough ever. And so we're not having a, a, a rational societal debate anymore where we're hoping our leader gives us what we want and signals our virtue and punishes people who don't share exactly the same ideals as we do. Yeah. And, and, and if you're hoping that, like, you're going to win that election every time and that your leader is going to be the one doing stuff, well, yeah, you're in for a bad time. I mean, we're, we're libertarians, so, like, we're always in for a bad time. <laughs> and that's why we don't want anyone to do this. But, you know, like, you don't want to give all that power to someone and, and like, hope, like, oh, well, they're going to use it for good. Because you got to remember, next person, they might not use it for good. They might do bad stuff with it if you concentrate too much power on one person. And it, it, not even concentrating too much power on one person because this is this false idea that, like, oh, if we have the right person doing that, if we have our philosopher king in office, you know, they, they will guide us well. No, no, no. It's the power itself that's dangerous, that's corrupting. You need to decentralize that, not let anyone have that at all, let people govern their own lives. You know I'm with you, man. And sometimes a, a lazy monarchy is better than a, a, an active democracy, let's be honest, right? Like when we are um, battling over certain issues in our society, I want the government to be lazier about it. You know, there's so much that they they try to do, so many virtue questions that they answer that that to me is creating. It's empowering the media to keep us divided as well. Yeah, the government doesn't need to weigh in on every single problem in society. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, Tim O'Connor and I will be back for one more segment here on WYSL and on WACK. Shout out the line to you guys, too. Uh, One more segment here, and uh, I don't think we're going to do Fake News Friday, but probably Weird News Friday. That's what I got. All right, so we'll be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. It's, 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 not, it's not quite fake news. I only have like one like sort of old fake news item and then a bunch of like weird stuff that I thought would just be fun to talk about. And I don't know if you All have right. any fake news things, Tim. But. Uh, being on the job site has kind of hindered my ability to prep for this, but I do want everyone to know that I am broadcasting live on WYSL and WACK from the front seat of my 2012 Ford Taurus. I, the miracles of modern technology never cease to amaze me. Yeah, no, that, it is pretty amazing that you're able to do that. What what a world! What a world from your we're Ford Taurus, and what a world we're we're heading into for our kids if we can kind of help everybody chill out and enjoy each other better. I think that that that's our goal here. That's my that's my life mission. If if I have one, which I always wonder if I actually have one, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got, you're, you're you're on the radio show. You're 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 being able to promote this stuff. Being, yeah, why not? Why not? You better figure I, our mission quick. You got a platform, Tim. I know, I know. Well, one of my my missions is is to just share this. Hopefully, moving towards a less reactive society and and recognizing that the government, the media, and, and the duopolistic two party system has definitely created some problems and maybe more problems than it solved. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree. Well, all right, so I don't really got fake news today, but I have weird news. Uh, like, so you, you ever <laughs> you ever follow, like, any of the corporate Twitter accounts? You just, like, brand name Twitter accounts? I usually block them because they put up some annoying tweets. So Yeah, they I put up. I saw I saw some stuff from Steakum that I thought was funny, and I saw some stuff from I want to say it was Oreo cookies that they they did some funny stuff. What what do you got? Yeah, no, I was going to talk about the Steakum ones because they they have put out another beefy thread. This isn't like an ad for them. I actually I really don't like Steakums. I think they're super gross. Sorry, but I do like their Twitter account. So like kudos to their social media manager for doing that. They they put out this like nice long thread about like building up civil trust and like faith in institutions and misinformation and it's like, it's like 14 tweet thread and it ends with like I'll just quote the, the tweet here. You can maintain healthy levels of skepticism while also extending trust where it's earned by empirical evidence and expertise. Use critical thinking. Work towards solutions with one another. And remember this whole thread was an ad so please buy our frozen meat. Steak and bless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just what? want to point out that that's coming from Steakum, right? Steakum, yeah. While they can, you can make a delicious, make pretend Philly cheesesteak sandwich with Steakum. It's a processed meat. It's not real steak. It's the processed 
kind of deal. Like, isn't that like exactly where we're at, right? With Stakeham's lecturing us on how to have faith in institutions when, in fact, they're kind of a fake meat meat product. And guys, I'm only so saying this Tim. That's not true. I read about it today. They they had a lawsuit about this. Okay, it is real meat. It's just all the scraps mashed together into a really thin thing and then frozen. So, so have, technically it's, it's real meat. It's actually real meat. Okay. Real meat stuff like like hot dogs. And guys, I will eat a hot exactly. dog every once in a while, but but I don't I don't base my whole diet on hot dogs because I know exactly where that stuff comes from. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> I've eaten like hot dogs like three times this week. I know. No. I love Zweigels. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> you know, bunch I don't of blame this you. week. I, I know it's terrible. I know it's terrible, but yeah, no, it's it like qual- quality of the meat aside, which again, I don't particularly like steakums. I just think that it, it's it's funny as I, in, you know, like this is like sort of what I do for a living, right? Like I, I you know, I, I manage social media accounts. I, I build ads and everything, right? And if I could find okay. some way to like just use that as a platform to talk about like my political beliefs all the time that would be great but i don't think i could sell them on it <laughs> so well, but I mean, I, someone is though like great good for them yeah. it's, it feels like it's worth a try kevin maybe that's why one of my life missions is to convince you to convince those people that you work for that a more libertarian form of messaging would in fact sell their product and sell liberty at the same time yeah, right. I just got to find a like right hook for that. I haven't, I haven't found it yet, but if you know, I can I can do Stakem style rants, Stakem inspired rants onto another brand. That'd be great. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it though. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and let me just ask this: uh, just out of curiosity, you and the folks at the station, uh, um, my messaging is in fact for sale. So if Stakem wants to advertise on this show, <laughs> I'm here for them. I I can. I can change it around about it being an efficiency issue and, and using <laughs> – anyway, sorry. I you know, I, I, I say I got nothing wrong with the process. I just, I just don't like it. It's not my thing. Or maybe, maybe you know, my mom, wonderful woman that she was, just wasn't cooking them that well. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm my probably going to start fighting words there. Yeah. My wife makes a mean Philly cheesesteak sandwich with steakums. I'm not even kidding you. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It's fun. We do it maybe once or twice a year, but it's it's really good. And so I don't know. You know, I, I'll definitely eat steakum, but I don't want. <laughs> I, I'm not sure they should be lecturing me on morality. I don't. I just don't think that's right. <laughs> I, I, you know, if they if they're, I will judge them by the content of their tweets. It's good more on the content of their tweets than the content of their meats. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that. That was a good one. That rhymed pretty well. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I love when things uh, come together like that. But no, I'm like, it's it's legitimately a good thread, you know. So I posted it on my my Kevin Wilson Libertarian page, which we're now broadcasting on because I got it fixed like partway into the first segment. Uh, but Beautiful. the uh, but it, it's worth reading. It's, it's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about. Uh, you know, things like you know, because they they criticize you know uh, science as a political term, and they they point out that like. The process of it isn't politicized, but like science, and we see that in things like the the CDC nowadays too. Like even the CDC and and, and some of the Democrats, they say like, oh well, the science says this. You got to trust the science, whatever. You know, like science isn't like any singular thing. It is a a process and a search for truth. And you know, we got one sign that says, you know, basically, it's an old South Park joke where they're all going around saying praise science. 
Um, <laughs> and, um, that's that's where we're at, though, brother. That's our that's our life reality right now. That science, the government uses the word science like dogmatic religious nuts used to use whatever words they use. We're we're not getting science is constantly evolving. Science is constantly being challenged. For a hypothesis to turn into a, a thesis or a theory, you have to either disprove it or or it has to be completely repeatable over and over again. And we, we haven't quite gotten there with a lot of the issues. And when we just say dismiss someone's critique or skepticism as anti-science, that, that's actually part of the problem because science is constantly questioning, constantly evolving, and constantly trying to steer us towards a more efficient, effective truth. It isn't just here's the science, that's the end of it. Yeah, the science is settled and do that on, you know, tying it back to the beginning of the show, they do it on global warming stuff. The science is settled. Okay, well, no, it's that's not how science works, guys. That's not how the process yeah. works. And again, you know, if you're, if you're going to challenge like what the a consensus is, you need to, you know, come in with like some evidence and, and some, some actual factual information. You know, I don't I have to take everyone who, who says they don't believe the, the quote science seriously, but, you know. You, yeah, you no, also, if they come in with an actual challenge that's legitimate, you, you got to have those discussions. It's not settled, and and to, to say it is is to to be doing politics and not science itself. Right. We're we're running out of time to make fun of Cuomo, Kevin. I don't know. This I guy know. has been. Well, you you got like thirty seconds. Go go. Uh, what, how much? I, well, I honestly, if I get started in thirty seconds, I'll talk right through the end of the show and. I'm pretty sure the station <laughs> producer has yelled at me for that before. <laughs> oh, see, now the, the music's playing now. You can't do it. All right, we're going to have to make fun of Cuomo uh, sometime next week. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're out of time for the day. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend.